How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Wednesday, June the 23rd. Folks, it has been such a slow news week, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm filling the time, I think, quite nicely, but... Anyway, uh, I just have a few stories once again for you today. But I will say our headliner is quite intriguing, so let's jump right into that one. Uh, if you've been spending any time on social media, you might have seen this. Over the last few weeks, there's just been this increasingly popular conspiracy theory surrounding Hideo Kojima and a very small indie studio called Blue Box Games. Now, Blue Box is creating a video game called Abandoned, and somehow this conspiracy spawned up out of nowhere, basically saying that this was a fake indie studio with a fake game, which was really just a cover for Hideo Kojima to make another Silent Hill game. Now, it sounds absolutely crazy, but once you see the reason why this got spawned, it actually becomes, like, weirdly plausible. One of the big points was that this relatively unknown indie studio managed to get a pretty high-profile deal with Sony and PlayStation. They had a blog post dedicated to the game and everything. Also, this is totally something that Kojima has done before. When Metal Gear Solid V came out, uh, he did exactly that. He made a fake developer and hired an actor to pretend to be a CEO. And then later on, they revealed that it was Metal Gear. And then here's the totally wild one. So the fake CEO that they hired of that Metal Gear studio, they made his first name, Joachim, an anagram of Kojima. So that's Kojima with the letters all mixed around. You know, as a little Easter egg in there. Well, the head of Blue Box Studios, his name is Hassan Kawarman. When you translate Hideo in Japanese to Turkish, it's Kawarman. It's the man's last name. So this just gets the internet into a frenzy, right? And I think all of this just kind of came to a head today when the very notable reporter Jason Schreier actually had a full-on hour-long interview with uh, Hassan. And this is what he said on Twitter, quote, Is Kawarman a real indie developer? Almost certainly. But I was left wondering, who else works at his studio? What kind of contract he signed with Sony? And who his mysterious funders are? and how a little-known studio plans to make a game with realistic graphics at 4K and 60 frames per second. And then he said what I think is most apt in the article that he wrote on Bloomberg, quote, The truth, as Caraman tells it, is far less intoxicating. An unknown company is awkwardly navigating a big opportunity to capitalize on an unexpected surge of interest, and to do so without alienating Sony or betraying promotional agreements. End quote. And what I should note here is that Pretty much since this conspiracy has propped up out of the ground, they have been outright denying it, besides some slight teases here and there. They've made statements, the founder has now come out and made a video, and this is what he said to Bloomberg, quote, It doesn't matter how much I try to debunk all this, people don't believe it. They just expect something that's not out there. It bothers me, end quote. So please don't go, you know, harassing these people on Twitter. They're doing their best with the situation they have. But anyway, it's just a, a super interesting part of the video game industry. And I feel bad for these folks if they aren't actually involved with Kojima in any way. Anyway, let's move on. I want to make a correction from yesterday's show. Uh, I told you that EA Play Live was going to be happening today. And I was totally wrong. It's happening July 22nd, not June 22nd. I got my months mixed up. Sorry if I got your hopes up. And uh, thanks to Bernie for calling me out on the Discord server. Okay, and the only other story I have for you today is from Pokemon Go, because now that parts of the world are kind of opening up to pre-COVID travel, uh, they are also planning on opening the game back up. 
They're going to be removing some of the at-home bonuses that were created, such as, you know, incense effectiveness, which attracts Pokemon near your location. They increased that a ton when COVID hit. They're also going to be uh, adding some exploration bonuses so that when you leave the house, you're going to get more stuff, rewards players for being outside. And then they're also going to be keeping some permanent changes that they had already made. Check out a blog post that they did for full details. They are going to be staggering the changes based on what makes sense in certain places of the world. And anyway, I thought this was super interesting because when COVID first happened, I think a lot of people thought that games like Pokemon Go were just going to be hit hard, right? Less people going outside, and this is a game that requires you to be outside. Instead, the people who made the game, Niantic, they tweaked it so that it was friendly to people playing from home. And if you played the game, you'll know that. And instead, the the app's revenue just totally spiked in 2020. They made more money, basically, since the game came out. So it'll be interesting if they're able to keep that momentum or if it dips back down now that people are leaving the house. It's weird how a game that's meant for you to leave the house actually worked best when you were inside. Anyway, that's the story, folks. Thanks for tuning in. That's all I got for you. Of course, I will be back with the news tomorrow, as I am every Monday through Friday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, today I'm going to be pulling some comments from the Discord server because my life isn't all that interesting anymore. You've heard everything. I'm moving. I'm not playing video games when I should be. I'm saying that sarcastically. My life is chaotic at this point. So instead, let's turn to what you had to say. Um, first of all, yesterday I mentioned that I've been watching The Newsroom, which is a show starring Jeff Daniels. Came out in like 2012, something like that. 2014 all about the newsroom during, you know, politics, basically. Anyway, uh, Caboose mentioned, how can you not love the opening rant of that show? And they are totally right. Um, even if you have no interest in this show, I, it's kind of gone viral on social media a few times. But if you just YouTube the newsroom opening scene, the big headline quote is that, you know, America is not the greatest country in the world. And it's basically just a rant from Jeff Daniels about America. I would not say that it's like, you know, again, it's it, this show is not the peak of television. It's not, you know, it's not going to blow your mind or change your life. But I thought it was well written and it, it was a great way to start the show. I would play a clip for you here if I wasn't terrified of copyright. Unfortunately, film and television tend to be a lot more scary about that kind of thing than you know, indie video game developers having their music being played. Caboose also mentioned that Jeff Daniels is underrated. Um, I don't know if he, I would call him underrated. I think he is, you know, he has two, two Emmys, but there's a plenty of stuff that I've seen him in that I've loved. Uh, obviously, Dumb and Dumber is a classic. He was in Looper and The Martian, but I think my favorite film that I've ever seen with him is, uh, it was a family movie called Fly Away Home. It's based on this kid who raises some birds, actually some Canadian geese, and they need to fly home for the winter, but they don't have like a mother to teach them how to do that. And so it's it's telling the story of this girl and her father, Jeff Daniels, teaching these birds how to, you know, fly away for the winter so that they don't have to suffer. Great movie. Shelby showed it to me like a few months ago. I don't know if it's famous or anything, but it was a really good time. Anyway, Jeff Daniels, he's cool. Here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Yesterday on the show, I mentioned that Final Fantasy IX is going to be getting a television adaptation for kids, you know, 8 to 13 years old. And Anna Marie, otherwise known as Paws, 
brought up this really great point that Final Fantasy IX is actually like a pretty dark game. They've got these themes around mortality and death and suffering through things, but then finding a reason to still live life to the fullest. And I replied to that. I was like, yeah, that's very true. But also, I think the characters are very endearing and you can adapt just the more lighthearted aspects of the game and showcase them in a different way. But she mentioned a good point here, and I'll I'll quote her. Uh, Quote, that's true, but also they're a counterpoint to the dark things. They're there to show, even though life can be terrible and we don't know the future, the now can still be wonderful. And I'm not sure that it'll land the same way without the dichotomy. End quote. And first of all, this just blew, blew my mind because I'm so terrible at these, like, abstract ideas of, like, art, what is the message of this thing? Why is this particular thing so amazing in relation to blank? Like, my brain is not wired that way. I just look at something and I go, mm, good, love characters. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to highlight that. I think it's a particularly insightful thing to say. Maybe these characters are going to be great all on their own without any kind of hardship, but is that going to give them the same level of appeal as we have for them having played Final Fantasy IX and gone on their journey with them? I think from my perspective, I'm just like, Steiner as a character is just so silly. The guy in the knight uniform, or just the knight. And Vivi, which is like the little dark mage, like he's so cute. I could totally see him in like a cartoon. Or sorry, I said dark knight. I meant, I meant black mage. Vivi is not Batman. That's my bad. Could you imagine if Vivi turned into Batman though? That'd be pretty dope. That would be quite the plot twist for Final Fantasy. Okay, um, listen, I've got some packing to do. God, I want to move out of this place so bad. Anyway, uh, I'm out of here. Thanks for being here. Till next time.